welcome to the Southern Surf Stompcast, where we feature the best surf, instro, and beyond that the South has to offer. I'm your host, Chad Shivers. On today's episode, we'll hear my interview with Jason Dickey of the Monterey's. But first, I'm extremely excited and proud to announce our very first Southern Surf Stompfest, which will be held September 19th at Little Tree Art Studios in Avondale Estates, Georgia. And that will feature the Aqualads, the Mystery Men, Gold Dust Lounge, The Surge, The Beach Benders, Caroline and the Ramblers, Aroboros Boys, and El Capitan and the Band with No Name. This event will be free and open to all ages. We'll also have an after party at our home at Kavana with the compartmentalizationists who will be celebrating the release of their debut album, Sutures, Band, James Band, and the new lineup of Gemini 13. And that show will be $5 and again, open to all ages. We'll also have a show the day before, on September 18th, at Sunbrimmer Records and Avondale Estates, another free all-ages show featuring Moonbase, Ginky Ginky Panic, and Vacations. And of course you can find out info on all these shows and more at southernsurfstop.com. Well, let's get on to some new music. Up first, Steelism with The Surge.
First up, you heard Steelism from Nashville, Tennessee with The Surge. Following that, Athens, Georgia's Revenge Beach with Refresh. And they'll be performing at the Southern Surf Stomp on November 14th, along with The Intoxicators. And the last song in that set was Buddy and the Squids with Back Bay from their incredible new release, Adrift. This next song really means a lot to me this week, as this weekend I'll be heading off to California to perform with my group Moonbase at the Surf Guitar 101 convention in Garden Grove. We'll be performing alongside Davey Allen and the Arrows, celebrating their 50th anniversary, The Eliminators, Else Aphonics from Spain, The Longboards also from Spain, The Volcanics, The Tomorrow Men, Boss Fink, Paul Johnson and Friends, and a special Gemacine in the Gestures tribute featuring Yvonne Pongrasic of the Madeira, John Blair of John and the Night Riders, and my buddy John Paul Ballack of the Insect Surfers, Tikiaki Orchestra, and just about every other great band in California. You can find more info on that at surfguitar101.com. Without further ado, here's Ronnie and the Daytonas with California Bound.
That last track you just heard was The Flying Faders with Worse is Better from their album No Sweat. Before that, Hillbilly Frankenstein with Flesh Hammer. And of course, we started off with Ronnie and the Daytonas and California Bound. Up next, we're going to hear some low straight jackets with Close to Champagne. But first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, this is Bob with the Surf King Surfwear coming to you from the Southern Surf Stomp podcast. Check out our shirts and other items online at thesurfkingstore.com.
Starting that set was the beautiful Close to Champagne by Los Straightjackets. Following that, the Ho Daddies with Vaporizer. And we finished off that set with the Dell Vipers and Creepy Tea. Now let's hear my interview with Jason Dickey, drummer for the Monterey's. Well, hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, Chad, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for coming on. How would you describe your sound to our listeners? Well, I, I would think it is, you know, in, in the vein of surf, but at the same time, it's, it's got a little bit more meat to it uh, in a lot of ways. You know, not necessarily a, the traditional reverb guitar, a lot of distorted guitar, a lot of very big sound, you know, using a lot of the influences that Johnny, our guitar player, has in the, in the world of flamenco, some other world styles. So it's a bit of an eclectic mix, but you know, still in the uh, the surf genre pretty firmly, I think. Yeah, there's definitely that Latin influence, and I guess that's that flamenco guitar that Johnny uh, Stewart, your guitarist, plays. You've had some significant lineup changes over the years, most recently adding Jeremy DeHart of the Aqualads on bass. How has this change affected the group? It's been great in many ways. Obviously, you know, when we started this band, it was a very different band. It was a four-piece with uh, a guy named Shannon Mims who played horn and, and trumpet, little rhythm guitars, a lot of keyboards, sound effects, percussion, and we really kind of had a somewhat of a lounge vibe where Johnny and myself and, and Leon Daniel at the time, who um, was our bass player, we started to try to push into a, a heavier sound, uh, which wasn't what Shannon wanted. So he left the band, and then when uh, it was a three-piece with just Johnny, me, and Leon, we definitely started to go for that, you know, heavy surf, loud, you know, balls to the wall kind of surf. And, you know, Leon decided to do his own project. Really, you know, Leon is more than just a bass player. He's a drummer, and uh, he really wanted to kind of do his own musical thing. And so we parted ways with him uh, close to a year ago. Pretty quickly after that, Jeremy got involved, and, and Jeremy's been just extremely intricate into, in terms of what we're doing, in terms of the sound. Uh, stage presence, everything. Uh, he's been a godsend in many ways, and I, I don't think we've ever been better than since he joined the band. I totally agree. Now, back to Shannon, I thought I heard somewhere that it was originally kind of his band. It Is was. It? He created the name. He created the idea. He and Leon had played in bands together, and I knew Shannon when I lived in Spartanburg, South Carolina. He was in a, in a pretty big band, actually with Bruce Joyner, who's going to be on this uh, show in August. Uh, we're in a band called Out of the Fire, him and Tom Byers and Bruce Joyner. And so I knew him from that. And I kind of just ran into him in Charlotte. He was living here, and I was living here, and we just kind of exchanged numbers. And a year or so later, he's like, hey, I'm starting this instrumental project. Would you be interested in coming to hang out and jam and see if you like it? So I got in that way. There was another guitar player I think they found off Craigslist, and he didn't work out. And then we put another hat on Craigslist and found Johnny. You know, didn't know Johnny, but he came in and and really kind of wowed us with what he could do and his talents. And then from that point on, it was that was the four of us. You know, then Shannon left, and the rest is history. And Jeremy is a fantastic songwriter in his own right with his band, the Aqualads. How mm-hmm. has that affected your writing process at all, or is he kind of is he kind of more subdued in his songwriting duties? He has a lot to contribute. Several of the songs in the record, uh, Laguna Escondida pretty much completely his. Johnny obviously comes in and does his thing with it. I add you know, the percussion stuff with him, but the sketch idea, I mean, it's you know, 90% Jeremy. Another song called Just for the Trill of It, again, 
pretty much 100% Jeremy uh, and his songwriting. I mean, we don't really give individual songwriting credits on the record, but at the same time, he was very instrumental. And even some of the more you know, obscure-type covers that we they play in the set, a lot of it's Jeremy's idea. So from a creative standpoint, you know, Jeremy is uh, extremely impactful. When I think of you, know, you and Johnny and, and Leon and Jeremy, every single one of you guys has a really big and distinct personality. What do you feel that everyone brings to the table? Well, I mean, Jeremy brings musicianship and the experience and really the knowledge of, of instrumental and surf music and world music. I mean, his musical knowledge is far beyond mine. Johnny, you know, Johnny's Johnny. Uh, <laughs> Johnny's a wild man. You know, you know, Johnny gives zero Fs about, you know, pretty much anything in a lot of ways, which is great because he gets up there and just rocks it out. Very good head on his shoulders in terms of musicality and, and what's you know, going to be good and what's not going to be good. Tries to push it to the edge, but not over the edge. I'm not good about talking about myself, but I like to think that I bring a lot of, of power and intensity into the rhythm and the drumming uh, with the band. Sometimes it may be louder or more aggressive than maybe it should be. I don't know. I'm kind of self-deprecating a lot of times about my own uh, contributions, but I, I think it works. And as a three-piece, you know, it's often in surf, you know, you always kind of need that you know, rhythm guitar part, and you see a lot of, you know, four- and five-piece bands. But as a three-piece band, you know, I think we've got a pretty full-flesh sound, loud sound, coming off the stage. That was actually going to be my next question. How do you guys think that you get that sound as a three-piece? Volume. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, uh, what he's done with the bass is really filled that out, kind of almost, you know, giving the bass line and a bit of a, you know, rhythmic guitar line with, within the bass. And then Johnny's playing, it just opens up. It just fills in the spaces the way he plays, the way I play drums. The volume and the intensity doesn't decrease other songs when it needs to you know it's very musical and tasteful but if we're playing a you know out out rock song it's going to be loud and, and in your face and even if it's only three guys or four or five guys you mentioned earlier laguna escondida so let's hear that song now great it's my favorite track
guys did the record yourselves, and the record is called The Pharaoh. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. What was your experience recording the record? It was tense at first because, you know, Jeremy did one of our first records, you know, and Jeremy recorded this one, but this time, you know, he's in the band. So wearing a couple of hats was pretty challenging, I think, for him trying to, you know, not only play in the band, but also record the band and going back and forth. And, but we have this great empty house here in Charlotte that a friend of his parents had, and we've been able to use that as our practice space, but it also sounds really good from a recording. Kind of once we got some of the bugs worked out, and I think Jeremy felt comfortable in terms of the sound he wanted, it became an easier. But, you know, it started off a little bit tense, but then after that I think it went pretty well. Most of the songs were played fairly much live, one or two takes, not a lot of overdubs, minimal overdubs here or there. And got it done fairly quick. I think we started working on the record in early April with the idea of getting it ready for the Instro Summit in Carborough in May. So we pretty much recorded it, mixed it, mastered it, and had it in our hands a few days before Instro Summit. So it was a quick, quick process. But wow. It was fun. It was fun. It's interesting, but it was fun. And it does sound very, very good. How has the reception of the new record been? From what we hear, it's been very well loved. I mean, we've been hearing on some surf podcasts where we hear like Storm Surge Radio the other day. I think a guy out of New Orleans, you know, Jeremy's like, hey, we're on the radio or on the, you know, on the internet radio. So, yeah, yeah that's, I think that's Hunter King's great program on Mondays, and that's called Storm Surge of Reverb. Storm Surge of Reverb, that's it. Yeah, so we've been getting uh, some play there. Feedback's all been positive. You know, I think it's great, you know, and I love the record. I'm more proud of it than anything we've done previous and i'm just hoping people like it when they get it if you don't own it when we come down to uh Kavarna, you know make sure you pick up a copy and uh, take it home and enjoy it what are some of your more memorable live shows oh um wow there's been so you know so many obviously some of the intro summits we've done in the past have always been very very memorable some shows that we played with Dakaiju, which again, you know, Monterey's Dakaiju doesn't necessarily always seem to fit, but, you know, we're loud, they're loud, and uh, we've had some great shows. The first Southern Surf Stop, I mean, we actually, I believe, we were the first group to come and play the first stop. Uh, yes, you were our first headliners. Yeah, so it's kind of cool, uh, almost a year and a half later, to see how it's grown, and it was pretty darn good the first time it's like wow you know it's just grown and we're just excited to come back because i think it's just going to be bigger and better than ever but yeah most of the time for shows for me it's really about the people we play with that's why i like when i talk about instro summits or other shows is that when we get to play with bands you know like the mystery man or like the kaiju or like any of the numerous other bands that we get to play with in this southern surf scene and get to see those guys and hang out with them and talk i mean it's that's more fun to me than what we do on stage from a memory standpoint. I don't always remember what I did on stage, but I do remember, you know, hanging out and talking with folks from Kill Lady Kill or any of the numerous bands out there. There's a tightness and a closeness in the Southern surf scene between a lot of bands. And I think the Monterey's play a huge role in that. Where do you think all that comes from? I think there's definitely a, you know, a kinship connection between most all the bands because they're nice people. I mean, are you going to find nicer people than, you know, Gary Evans from the Intoxicators? Probably right. not, right? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's in Jacksonville or Tallahassee, wherever they're at. But, you know, I need each other on the road. 
they're in a band that plays instrumental, we're in a band that plays instrumental, so there's that connection. But then at the end of the day, you could have a band that plays the same genre of music, but people just be jerks. But where are the jerks in this community? If there are, I just haven't met them. And <laughs> that's what makes it great. Is that we're just all nice people, and we seem to care about how each other does. There's not a lot of competitiveness, like, oh, you're headlining this, or you're getting to play right. this show. Like, well, good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's what makes it wonderful for me is that there's not a lot of backbiting and jealousies. People are all supportive of one another. And you, you meet somebody once and you see them again, you're like, you're happy to see them again. And uh, we don't get to see each other often. That's why I say, you know, like Instra Summit or things like that, it's more like a homecoming than it is, you know, a music festival for me. So it's the people that have really kind of kept me super engaged and wanting to continue to roll with this. That's well said. I think that's probably the reason that the stomp is even a thing, you know, is the people that are involved. You know, I love the music, but if it were just the music, I don't think that would be enough. I think the people is what makes it worth doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Very well said, Jason. Well, Jason, it was great talking to you, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys at the stomp again. Not only were you our first headliners, but you're our first repeated headliner so it's a real pleasure to have you guys back we, we can't wait it's gonna be a great night thank you so much jason thanks Jan. thanks again to jason for the wonderful discussion you can check out the monterey's and pick up a copy of the new album the pharaoh at the next southern surf stomp at kavana in decatur georgia with bruce joiner and atomic clock and the cryptides from athens georgia by the way, all the incidental music this show is taken from the Pharaoh and played by the Monterey's one and only Johnny Stewart, a complete badass and, in my opinion, the closest thing we have to a rock star in the Southern Surf scene. If you like what you hear but can't make the show, you can also purchase a copy from our new store at mkt.com forward slash Southern Surf Stomp. Let's hear one more from the album. Here's Shish Kebab.
That was Rumblebee by The Unnaturals from New Orleans. Before that, another stomp performer this month, Bruce Joyner, with She Never Says No. And that's taken from some of Bruce's earlier work with his 80s SoCal punk band, The Unknowns. And we started that set off with Shish Kebab by The Monterey's. Up next, we're going to hear a couple of tunes by Death Valley, The Morricone Express, and A Trail of Dust in the Sunset. But first, let's hear another word from one of our sponsors. For 50 years of surf music and instrumental rock, check out The Longboard Show on the radio Tuesday nights at 9 on WREK Atlanta 91.1 FM or via webcast WREK.org slash longboards.
that set was some spaghetti western inspired music out of Texas. Strung us off was the Morricone Express. Following that, a trail of dust in the sunset, both by Death Valley, and we finished up with Rodeo Muerte by Machete Western. Up next, we're going to hear Boxcar by another Texas band, Austin Transit Authority. But first, let's hear a word from our final sponsor. Why don't you listen to this recording with interest? Tokyo, 4 a.m. in Russia, 1 a.m. in London, 12 p.m. in Sydney, 7 p.m. in Mexico City, 5 p.m. Vancouver, Canada, and 8 o'clock Jersey City. And now, folks, it's definitely suck it to me time. Fun vibrations every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. <laughs> You are here to participate in an atomic maneuver.
Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you important news. Word has just been received from the Atomic Energy Commission that due to a change in wind direction, the residue from this morning's atomic detonation is drifting in the direction of...
You just heard the stunning Sunset Beach by the Grammys. Prior to that, App Tsunami by Necronomicids. And we opened our final set with Boxcar by Austin Transit Authority. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Southern Surf Stompcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If so, please recommend it to a friend or leave this review on iTunes. You can check us out online at southernsurfstomp.com, Facebook, or Twitter at South Surf Stomp. Feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, feedback, submissions, or requests at info at southernsurfstomp.com. Also, be sure to tune in to surfrockradio.com, where you can hear us every Thursday at 7 a.m. at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanks again to Jason Dickey and the rest of the Monterey's, and our sponsors, the Surf King Surfwear, the Longboard Show on WRK.org, Fringe Factory on WFMU.org, and of course the Penetrators, for letting us use their Southern Surf Syndicate theme as our intro and outro music. The music world lost another giant recently, so in its honor, I'd like to leave you with one last track. So here's Buddy Emmons with Wild Mountain Time. <laughs>